Welcome to the Guinness World Record Oldest Pro Bull Rider, starring Greg Castile. I'm your host, Eric Scarvin. Thank you for joining us. I want to introduce our featured guest, Greg Castile. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you. And your trainer, Ed Troy. Good to be, or Edward Troy. Edward, yes. You go by Edward or Ed? Either. All right. <laughs> Whatever you call me. I by. wish you had a longer Edward. arm, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that as a part of your training. <laughs> I know. Hopefully, they'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks to both of you, Greg and Ed, for being here. Uh, Greg, a world's oldest pro bull rider. And we might as well start from when that all started, uh, when you were okay. a young lad, uh, growing up in Arkansas, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. I grew up in a small town in southeast Arkansas that was name was McGee, Arkansas. Okay. Uh, a lot of great people there. Uh, they're still dear to my heart. And my dad, my, my grandfather was, both of my grandfathers were farmers. Okay. And then my dad uh, raised my family. Uh, our family with being a crop duster, um, spraying crops for 30 something years. And uh, so we were doing a job at a little town 20 miles away that was Winchester, Arkansas. Okay. So I was up there working with dad and this guy walks up and he's got these you know, big muscles and a white T-shirt on that's kind of tight. And my dad says, Greg, I want to introduce you to Chuck Blevins. He said he's a bull rider. Well, I'm 13 years old, and I'm looking at him like, wow, I've never seen anybody look like him, and he's a bull rider too. So at that moment, it inspired me that I wanted to become a bull rider just very quickly, and it was just the way he had handled himself, introducing himself, and just to imagine he was a bull rider. So, you know, I was interested already. So you're so. inspired by this guy. This is the way he presents himself. He's his stature, and it was just like you were inspired pretty much right away, it sounds like. Right then, yes. So that uh, was during the week, and then that Saturday um, – Chuck invited us to Banjo Pizza in Dumas, Arkansas, said there would be a bunch of bull riders there. Okay. So I'm really ready to go, you know, to meet these guys. So Dad and I went up there, and we walked into the Banjo Pizza, and Chuck was there, and Chuck said, hey, I want to introduce you to these bull riders. So it was Greg Berriman, uh, Randy McCone sitting there, and uh, my dad looked at him and said, which one of you guys going to put my son on a bull tomorrow? Because Chuck had told me that they were riding bulls on Sunday down in Hamburg, Arkansas, which is 40 miles away. And he said, you need to get your dad to bring you down to Hamburg to ride a bull. You're so 13. I'm 13, 13 years, years old. old. So uh, those two guys are still 44-year uh, friends of mine, dear friends. Uh, they are... I'm proud of them because they are chartered members for the Arkansas Cowboy Association, which is thousands of people in it now. But they were wow. the beginning. Uh, there was 10, I think, that started it. And they were the uh, first ones that ever became member of that association. And so they answered. Uh, I kind of jumped off there. But they answered that, um, well, we'll take care of him. Bring him down tomorrow to Hamburg and we'll take care of him and put him on his first bull. So that's <laughs> so where it all started. So there's your opportunity, huh? Yes. 
So the uh, butterfly started right then. <laughs> right. Like, this is really happening. <laughs> yeah. <now>. And then <laughs> uh, that was a Saturday and Sunday afternoon. They were going to have the uh, bull riding. So we're driving there 40 miles. And, man, my stomach was just in knots because oh. I was committed then, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> Game on. <laughs> game on. <laughs> so uh, we got down there, and uh, the first bull ride um, that – you know, it didn't go so well. What happened was uh, I bull threw me into a top of a cross tie, and it just really skint all the, you know, not all the skin, but a big part of my skin off my back, knocked the air out of me. Jeez. And uh, so dad kind of thought, you know, well, we'll get this over with real fast, you know. And uh, so they <laughs> asked me, do you want another one? And I shook my head yes. And that's where it all started, and that was in 1975. Unbelievable. And you've been at it, well, almost ever since. You took a well, break, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But um, let's let's talk a little bit about this Guinness World Record. Um, the Guinness World Record Company, that's a big deal. Can it's, you tell us a little bit about that company? It is huge. I never dreamed that when uh, I got involved with even putting the paperwork in for Guinness World Record that they would be such a large co company, you know, but they have a Guinness World Record themselves. They're in a hundred countries around the world that they're known in. They uh, hold the Guinness World Record for selling more books than any book in the history. And so that's their Guinness World Record. Wow. So they're a 64-year-old company. They're based out of London, England. Uh, they're a very, very strict company. I had no idea uh, how strict they were on proving your world records. It's, uh, there was a lot to it. It took me like nine months. I had to hire a computer guy to help me even do the, the forms and everything that we had to do. So um, it's a very reputable company, and I'm proud to be part of them. And um, I think that they have been in business for 64 years now, and the reason why is because they are so strict with their rules. Super professional. Yes. You know, and, and documented. And this is, yeah, this is a yep. world record. This is yes. as big as it gets. This is it. So that professionalism, yes. and yeah. uh, then they've grown and grown. Now, training a 58-year-old, you recently had a birthday. Yes. And Ed is your trainer, as we introduced mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show. And uh, what uh, goes into training a 58-year-old <laughs> pro bull rider who needs to last for eight seconds on a big bull that might be 1,500 to 2,200 pounds? Well, in, uh, when I turned 40, you know, when you're a bull rider, uh, back in my days of the 70s and 80s uh, and into the 90s, that our, our uh, gym work was in the arena. I mean, cause we're riding anywhere right. from three to five bulls a week. And that's just, it's technique. So you practice, practice your technique. Okay. And if you ride enough bulls, you know, your body condition will come. So, but when I turned 40, I, I did step into the gym. I started doing more gym exercises uh, just to stay in shape. And then um, when I, I've been in the gym for 15 years, but not real hard until 2014. And 2014, um, uh, I stepped back in the arena. I was from 1975 to uh, 91, and in uh, March the 6th of 1989, uh, I received my uh, PRCA card, which is per, uh, Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, 
And uh, so my deal with bull riding is that I, I have a passion for bull riding. I love bull, bull riding, and I ask people, other bull riders, do you have a question for yourself? Are you riding bulls for fame? Are you riding bulls because you love it in the passion? That's a question that all bull riders need to ask themselves, you know, because right. it's it's two different um, it's two different parts, I guess I'll say, of, of bull riding, you know. And the guy that has the heart and uh, has the um, passion, he'll stay. He'll figure out a way. Just because you get 30 years old, you don't quit. You change your game. You change your workout programs. You up your game. You work harder at it. And you used to get on 60 or 80 bulls a year. Maybe not do that anymore. Now you're down to 40 bulls a year or 10 bulls a year. Whatever works for you, you know. Right, right. And, so, and Ed, you've added some specifics. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the types of training in more recent years uh, with Greg? And uh, you've got some real ways to kind of focus in on that eight-second bull ride, correct? Yes. And uh, one of the first things we did was discuss a sense of personal identity. And so when I asked Greg, literally, as I'm going to do right now, Greg, what are you? I'm Greg Castile, professional bull rider. There you go. And it's that sense of identity and ownership of what he is doing that is the first thing. So when I'm training someone, I want them to identify with what they're training for. Okay. Okay, so then from there, we then start uh, analyzing, you know, how long does the event last? What are the movements specific to the event? And when it comes down to bull riding, there's a lot of turning, a lot of asymmetric work, a lot of, uh, you know, twisting of your, of your body, your spinal column, tremendous amounts of, of leg strength that are not evident when you see something on, on television. Right. And, you know, just because I've been uh, an athlete myself, I see, oh, my God, the legs are a huge part, portion of this. And I also noticed one other thing that was very important is that, you can't have a lot of body mass and be a bull rider. It just cannot be done. And those folks are very lean, very strong on a per pound basis. And so then we address some of the training and, you know, the diet and stuff like that to bring the body weight down and turn Greg's body into that uh, that's more similar to that of someone who's in their mid-20s. That was the objective. And, <clears throat> and so... We went through a lot of different kinds of, of movements. We did uh, different kinds of plyometrics, turning, spin jumps, um, lifting that required turning, one-handed uh, pulls and pushes, and you know, as, as well as uh, you know, using uh, some of the machines in, in ways that they're probably not meant or intended. <laughs> Creative ways. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have to figure out how to get from A to B. Strictly utilitarian. If it doesn't work, it's not in the program, it's gone. And that's, I'm a ruthless utilitarian. And that is something that I say to most of my clients. It's really important. You can't put a bunch of fluff in there. And you're a competitor too, and you put a bunch of nonsense in there, it's just not going to help you. You don't need 40-inch arms to, <laughs> to be a cyclist. And you don't need to weigh 250 pounds packed with beef to get on on beef that's going to throw you off because you think that you're going to be outstronging the bull. Right. And that was the other portion. The moment, you know, that you, that a bull rider from what I could see starts thinking they can outstrong the bull, they're off. And 
you know, and Greg and I talked about how most writers get tossed at around five seconds. And that addresses another issue, and that's how the energy systems work. Uh, things like your adenosine triphosphate uh, phosphocreatine system, which is frequently called the phosphagen system, and how that peaks and wanes. So if you're not able to manage that and stretch that out to eight seconds somehow, some way, then there's, then there's uh, trouble. And we don't want trouble. Okay? <laughs> because the bull definitely wants to give Greg trouble. Right, right. So that, that pretty much is it, it, is it there. That's, that's kind of like the big picture philosophy of, of how I train people to do pretty much anything. We're going to be very analytical about this. We will be ruthlessly utilitarian, and we will find a way to get from A to B on our way to getting to Z. We will find a way. Well, that sounds, that sounds like you've really focused in on the specific movements, the specific time frame, strength to weight ratio, a lot of these different aspects that help Greg get to that eight seconds, that magic time frame for a pro bull rider. And you think about these bulls, and I mentioned 1,500 to 2,200 pound bulls. To me, that just brings fear, right? Like strikes in my heart, in my <laughs> mind, and my soul. How do you deal with like some of the, like, what are some of your worst fears when it comes to bull riding? And kind of how do you manage that fear? Well, it is called fear management. And my experience was that um, in my fifth or sixth year of bull riding, um, from one year to the next, I can just remember how that year started off so relaxed. And you're in your subconscious mind, uh, you know that you can die or you can be paralyzed from every bull ride. And every bull rider knows that. So they're, they're a bull rider that tells you that he has no fear, uh, I would question that because even the top bull riders in the world will tell you that they're is some fear involved there because you know what can happen yeah. but to manage that fear uh comes with a lot of bull rides and um once you become relaxed on top of that bull uh as far as the inside of you yeah. then you can think better you can make better moves you know what's happening and then when, when you get in a bad position uh you know it's going to hurt because i've did that like really get out of position and it's about to be a crash and I'm, you know, my mind is saying this is going to hurt, you know? So, but when you <laughs> yeah. start out, you can't think that way. It's right. just so fast underneath you. But, uh, like anything that you do it enough, it, uh, gets to where you kind of know what's going on underneath you. And right. so it's fear management's what it is. Fear management. So yeah, conditioned over time, both mentally and physically yeah. to calm yourself, to focus in, yeah. You know, to know, you know, what you need to do technique wise. Right. And, and then you kind of manage that fear over time, but it's a yeah. process, right? It oh takes yes. A while. Yeah. It's, it's not a, something that comes, uh, quickly. Yeah. It's just, you, you have to do a lot of bull rides in my situation. Maybe some people do it faster, but with me, it was a five year, six year program before I got comfortable sitting down on the back of a bull. But when you make it to that eight seconds, that just has oh. to be incredible. And can you tell us a little bit about some of the highlights like of your bull riding career? Like making it to the eight seconds, I imagine, would be a, a yeah. general highlight whenever you it's, do that. Any bull rider will tell you to reach that eight-second mark is, is a wonderful feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And uh, so it's, uh, 
it's uh, always been a highlight. My, my the the biggest highlight I've had in in my bull riding career of of uh, 21 years. I had, as I said earlier, 16 consecutive years. Then I was off um, and went back in 2014, and um, it has been five years since then. And um, what um, inspired that was that. In 2009, my son was killed in an automobile accident, and um, for five years, I sit in the dark, and and um, very few people know this, uh, even my family. But I was I was struggling, very much so deep inside, and but you could, you know, on the outside I was still laughing, but, and so I went to a bull riding um, in 2014. From 2009, this is 14, I went to a bull riding and I was sitting on the back of the bucking chutes watching the other bull riders and I, I said then that, you know, last time I remember Joy was on the back of a bull. So I'm getting back into the arena. So at that time, I, I wondered who the oldest professional bull rider was in the world. <laughs> and I, I checked that out, and I had, you know, he was 35, and, and I was 54. So, <laughs> so let's make this happen. Uh, yeah. Blew it out of it. the water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming back. Then, uh... so, so anyway, I, uh, I uh, checked on the Guinness World Record. The Guinness World Record is, is ran, their rules are by the... PRCA. That's what they, even though they're in London, their rules are based off of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Okay. So it doesn't mean it has to be a, a PRCA rodeo. They just use those guidelines because that is the top rodeo uh, organization in the world. Okay. And so they use their rules. And if you're into NASCAR or if you're into NBA basketball or NFL football, any of those professional events, when you leave from trophies to receiving money, you are now a professional in every one of those. So Guinness World Record does the same thing. And in the rodeo industry, when I uh, was riding at these bulls in 1976, 77, and through the 80s, through the late 80s into the 90s, um, I was receiving cash back then. So the rodeo industry is one of the few that maybe the only one I know of that goes with cash from the beginning. But uh, Guinness World Record, they have their rules. And if I'm receiving money riding bulls, I am a professional in their eyes. So with me being uh, with the PRCA from 1989, is when I entered into the professional leagues. Okay. And uh, so all that put together, um, the stock contractors are the huge part of the uh, Guinness because you have to prove, the co stock contractor has to prove that they are a professional stock contractor as well. So it could be Texas Rodeo Association, it could be New York Rodeo Association. Okay. As long as their rules falls under the PRCA rules, then you would be considered a professional with the Guinness World Record. Okay, and it's not just showing up and riding a bull. You have to win. Absolutely. 
Yes, correct? A competition? Right. You can't go out to the ranch and say, hey, I'm going to ride a bull, say I'm the oldest bull rider in the world. <laughs> and just claim it. Yeah. It is not like that. It took process. me nine months of doing all the proofs and videos and people that don't even know me had to fill out the paperwork. The contractor had to fill out the paperwork that to uh, for them to finally, I don't know how they do it. I don't really have anything to do with Guinness World Record besides I'm just a record holder. But they... They must have a board or something that, that does all this research to make sure that this is all legit. And that's the reason they've been in business 64 years. Well, I've done a little research, and it's been on your barbecue sauce. Oh. I've been sampling it at home oh. and doing helping you with some quality control work. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about bucking barbecue sauce, and we've got it on the set. Yeah. Uh, that's some tasty stuff. <clears throat> yeah. How did um, that get going? Bucking barbecue is a, a one-of-a-kind. It is... Uh, it is my barbecue sauce. There's not another one Your like name's it. on it. Yes. Your signature. It is. <laughs> and uh, so Buck and Barbecue, after I had set the uh, Guinness World title, I came up with this um, idea that I wanted to do my own barbecue sauce. And then the uh, PBR, which is Professional Bull Riders, I went to them and um, gave them my spill on them becoming a sponsor and a um, of the barbecue sauce. So here we are. <laughs> so there it is. And how long yeah. have you? How long has that been sold out in the market? And we've been out a year now, and okay. uh, things are going well. What what I'd like to mention that what is the plans for Bucking Barbecue? What is the master plan? In the master plan for Bucking Barbecue, I um. I had one of the largest highlights of my life last September in Springfield, Missouri. Um, there is a Western store there, IP, uh, IPA Western store, okay. IPF Western store, amazing Western store. Randy Little owns it. Uh, he's an amazing person. So he invited, the PBR got with him, and they put on a barbecue for the top 40 bull riders in the world. And one of my highlights is I was sitting in the room, starstruck, I'm going to tell you, I admit it, <laughs> with the top 40 bull riders in the world, you know. Awesome. And they had my barbecue sauce. It, it was one of the, the highlights of my career is sitting with, with uh, 40 of the top guys. And uh, so, you know, it's... Uh, the future plans for Bucking Barbecue is this. Financially, if we can get it to a certain point, that Bucking Barbecue would like to finance all the top 40 bull riders in the world for their travel expenses. Wow. Would it be a, a, a credit card to them? And th this is nowhere close. I'm just letting you know what I would like to see. You better have a master plan in anything you do, right, that's the way goal. I look at it. That's so it's awesome a goal. goal. So hopefully in time that their Bucking Barbecue is on their vest okay. of all 40 riders and that Bucking Barbecue has given them a credit card that, that they can put all their travel expenses on. That would be the ultimate for me. So where can people find it now? Like if they wanted to go out and buy some, some of your buck and barbecue we're, sauce. We're online find? right now. I am, uh, we're in grocery stores around Denver. Okay. It is a brand new product. We're growing slowly. Okay. And then we are working on a very uh, large deal if it all happens in uh, the state of Washington. So it's, it's finally, it's getting there. Okay. Well, it's, <clears throat> I can vouch for it. 
I like it's got like a little zing. It's got yeah. like a little um, tang to it, which I really like. It's yeah. different than any other barbecue sauce. So good job yeah. on that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. I know it's going to last more than eight seconds, but yeah. maybe not on my, maybe not on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the Greg Castile mission. Um, okay. We talked about some of your goals and some of the things you're looking forward to, but what's the like Greg Castile mission uh, moving forward? Yeah. Well, the there there's three there's three categories of what uh, I would like to accomplish in my mission, and. The Guinness World Bull Riding Record, GWBR, is to help all bull riders and help them with their dreams and to get them into the position that I'm in now by stepping forward, coming part of our organization to take the Guinness World Record over 54 years old. Guinness World Record will represent 195 countries in the world. Everybody is eligible. Guinness World Record itself is in 100 countries already. It is, it is a huge opportunity for any bull rider, if he will step forward over 54 years old, I can help that happen. So that's the mission of uh, the G GWBR. The second mission that I'm working on is St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Right. I've got some, uh, I've talked to St. Jude's. I'm trying to put together a invitation of bull riding that will all be donated 100% to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's my second. And then thirdly, as I mentioned, is Bucking Barbecue sponsoring and covering all the top 40 bull riders in the world. That is my mission. And it's not about money. Guinness World Record is not about winning a huge check. Guinness World Record is about uh, receiving a world record. And then the feed off of that is amazing. So that's my mission, you know, and um, I'm here to help anyone. That's, that's, that's really amazing because, you know, you've gotten so much out of bull riding and the sport over the years. Now you're kind of you're really trying oh, to give back. Give back. 100%. Whether it's the riders, other riders coming up that maybe even want to set a world record like yourself. Yeah. Uh, we, helping the children through St. Jude's, which yes. is such an amazing cause. Right. And then moving forward with uh, like your your own kind of retail business, yeah. you know, with, That's a, it. with a product that you've helped yeah. kind of uh, innovate and design. So, you know, uh, what, I, what I want everyone to know that the Guinness World Record is is totally different than a world champion bull rider. It's two different identities. You know, world champion bull riders are anywhere from 18 years old to 30 years old. Right. Totally different with the Guinness World Record of being the oldest professional bull rider still in competition. Right. That is something that most bull riders will never have that opportunity, but I am providing that for them it can really change their life at 54 or older. It's super inspiring. You know, I mean, I know at my age, I'm about to turn 58, so I'm almost catching up to you, buddy. Yeah. And I can really appreciate that. So uh, we're down to our last minute of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our viewers today? Well, just that, um, just understand that, that uh, Greg Castile's mission, I hope that everybody steps forward and supports it because it's real and it's uh, something that's coming from the bottom of my heart. So I hope that everybody receives it that way, you know. 
I can feel it. I can feel the passion, and I can feel your passion as well, Ed. You're a competitive athlete yourself, and uh, we'll just say 60-something years young. Yep. Yes, and, I'll, uh, I'll admit 61, and I just want to say this table full here shows we both know how to win. Yeah. We yep. love competing. We love excelling. We love being outliers when it comes down to this. I mean, look at this. This is awesome. This is what I want all of the over 54-year-old bull riders in the world to see. This is Guinness World Record with your name on the bottom of it. And there's a lot of benefits that come along with it. So I hope that you just message me, Greg Castile, Facebook me, and we'll make it happen. That sounds great. That sounds great. I hope you guys had fun on the show today. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, really thank appreciate you. it. Ed, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. So this, is where, uh, this is where it's really good to have those longer <laughs> arms. <laughs> <laughs> and I really appreciate you guys tuning in to the Guinness World Record Oldest Pro Bull Rider featuring Greg Castile. Thanks for tuning in.